Well, congratulations, Texas fans. We have officially made it to the end of this, I would say, unbearable, uh, surprising, a lot of words can be said for this 2021 Texas football season, but we have officially made it to the end. And with that, another podcast episode of your favorite show, The Bevo Boys, Coming to you, my name is Creighton Branch, the man on the other side of the microphone, Joe Scanlon, and it's like bittersweet, Joe. I mean, sure. Bittersweet? I, I, I'm bittersweet? Well, I enjoy I, I football, mean, but like, I mean, I'm kind of glad that we're done, but I just enjoy watching this team play <laughs> in the aspect of the fact that they are playing, not not actually the fact that, you know, not the play on the field. But, I mean, it's just like... <laughs> I never thought I never thought we'd get here. It felt like back in October, October 9th, I believe, was that oh, Oklahoma game. And five years ago, you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, it has been a long, long journey, but we have finally made it to the point where season's over. And because of that, also thank you to uh UNT North Texas for beating well, really not thank you, but shout out for beating UTSA. Uh, because that uh, sealed the the deal on our chance to get academic merit on our five and seven. We are no longer going to be eligible because there's too many teams that are six and six. Yeah, thanks a lot, you hippies up in Denton. <laughs> Season's Golly. over, folks. Season's over, folks. Um, at least you won the last. You know what? You know, there's something to be said about winning the last game of the season. Shout out Billy Bean. Uh, oh dear lord. <laughs> yes, we it made us five and seven, but at did least they we change? Four and did eight. they change the game? If they won, what does he say? If we win this game with this budget, that's basically what that. I mean, not, to be fair, with I mean this budget. This 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 this, this team's team. got about the talent of an Oakland A's budget. Anyways, oh, I mean, God. <laughs> that's, no. that's about what it's like. So it feels like that. It feels like we're. Uh, how could you not be romantic about Texas football? Uh, yeah, it's more like it's only one emotion, and that is heartbreak and pain. Like that is like there's no joy in the Texas football over the past few years. But it does feel like it feels a little bit like the Oakland A's. Like we have to get like six guys together to average, uh, a, to add to average the numbers we need. You know, we can't just have one great slugger or you know one great quarterback. You know, so. I mean, you know, you know what, you know what? I bet Sark is in the uh, war room looking at these recruits, and he's not saying, you know, you know, are their girlfriends pretty? Uh, do they have confidence? <laughs> you know, he 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 passes the eye test. No, they're they're definitely saying, can this kid run the ball? <laughs> he gets on base. Pick up five yards. <laughs> yeah, can he get on base? Can, can he get up? <laughs> and like, oh my I God. mean, maybe. Let's- Hold on. Well, uh, what was I gonna say about yeah. Billy Bean? Oh, oh I was gonna on. maybe Billy Bean could just come and help Texas out at this at <laughs> this Bean. at this point. What's what? I mean, like, what do we got to lose? So, I mean, that would be a shock. Uh, speaking of shocks, we're gonna get into uh, Lincoln Riley departing Norman, Oklahoma. You know, good for him. You know, no one wants to live in Norman, Oklahoma, the rest of their life anyway. So, you know, guys moving to Los Angeles. He's palm he's trees. Gonna get a lot of money. Got beach palm trees. You can you can't tell me he's not happy because he's definitely happy. Um, and then we'll also give a grade for the Texas football season. But let's start with this recap, Creighton. So, as you heard at the beginning, yes, hallelujah, Texas <laughs> finally won a football game. 
And uh, they did it in uh, interesting fashion. Let's see. Uh, basically, it was what 16, 17, 16 Kansas State at halftime. And at that point, I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go again. Mm-hmm. But God dang it, this second half team, what a what a second half team. Comes out Dear and scores Lord. six points in the second half to win the game 22-17. And Creighton, let's start with this defense because the offense was so let's start with the defense. So giving up zero points in the second half, I didn't think they had it in them. I really didn't. I cannot believe they only they gave up zero points in the second. Has there ever been a, other than the Rice game because it's Rice? Has there ever been a half they gave up zero points this season? Oh, not a chance. No, <laughs> no, there's not. I don't. I yeah. mean, I, I don't even have to. I don't. Need, I don't even think I need to look up the uh, stats on that. Like. No, not a chance. I can just think of the. No, absolutely not. Uh uh-uh. uh. I mean, and good for them uh, that they, you know, nothing like waiting to buckle down on the final game of the season. I appreciate that. And, uh, I, I mean, like we said, uh, go win it for the seniors. It was senior morning. And, you know, with the uh, 35,000 screaming fans at DKR in a 100,000 seater capacity stadium, it was. Uh, <sighs> The best way to uh, before I get dive deeper into no wait I'm gonna wait for that let's get let's just get into the defense I got a really good I got a good uh, comparison that I wanted to, I want to tell you about but yeah the defense I mean I will say the crazy thing though as well as they Brendan Schooler's retiring oh geez oh geez I mean Brendan Schooler's leaving <laughs> I. What's is it? With, He's leaving, with, right? He's what, gotta be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it with dudes in these in long hair? Because if you think about it, Brendan oh, Schooler, then you go Brecken. back a couple Yeah, yeah. You go back two years earlier than that. Actually one year, Breckenhager. And uh I don't I, I, I don't know what it is about us that, you know, we are I attracting these guys. Not that it's a bad thing, it's just they all play the same way. But I mean with the defense I still find it fascinating that they allowed Deuce Vaughn to run 143 yards. So, right on par I for knew, the course. I knew, what did I say? What did I say? I told you they were going to make him look like a Heisman Trophy yeah. candidate. And what do you know? 143 yards and a touchdown. I mean, congratulations um, to the U- to UT. I mean, from the start of October to the end of the season, they let every running back look like in a like they had their basically almost each running back had their career game against Texas. That's hard to do for defense. Yep. You didn't fix anything. And so I mean but I, I, I let's give them credit, Joe. I mean, they did have to find a way to score six whole points in the second half and they did it with two field goals and that defense had to hold on because I mean there was times where you could easily said, Well this is definitely gonna be one of those games where Kansas State's probably going to get a get a touchdown here pretty soon, and there's no way the offense is going to be able to come back. And uh, didn't happen. I mean, uh, it, it, at least they. I mean, it's it would have been this would have been a lot. Had we have lost this game, Joe, and gone four and eight going into this and going out like that and having to sit on this loss all the way up until really, uh, I would say March. Actually, yeah, I would say March uh, because the signing the second signing day doesn't really mean nothing. And I think it would be a lot worse, but they they were able to come out and win this game. And now, not that it's that much better, but Texas fans, you're not going to have to hear from them near as much. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, and it gives, um, we'll get into this when we give them a grade, but, like, it kind of gives that positivity heading into the next season, which has, you know, doomed us the last four years. You know, oh, we won the bowl game. Hey, next year's going to be better, you know, so. <laughs> it was nice to see we well, could actually be a Big 12 works. team. It was nice. It was very nice, actually. But uh, finishing up with this defense, I mean, uh, David Benda. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess the G. No, that's silence. right. That's right. Seven tackles. Seven tackles. Hey, great game for him. Jalen Ford's going to be a stud, and a bunch of seniors on the team have said he's going to be a stud, so I'm excited to see how he progresses here this offseason. Schooler, you know, dang it, he's like the best, worst player I've ever seen because he's always near the top <laughs> of the leaderboard in tackles, but then he looks like he's absolutely lost when he tries to cover anybody. So it's I, like, yeah. you know, Schooler, thank you for your time on the 40 acres, but goodbye. Uh, Jared Thompson <laughs> at five tackles. Uh, Cameron Dicker was had two tackles um he out tackled uh anthony cook bj foster chris adamora um all those five stars Kobe jones yeah so uh cameron dicker congrats buddy you are now uh, promoted to defense too uh you're punting you're kicking you're playing defense you know what's next he's gonna throw he'll probably throw too um so you know defense you know as much as we ripped them on them this year they finished strong with a good second half showing um you're still Stooges until next year, though, until I see something different. Oh, now, yeah, uh, real for quick sure. with defense, is you think Kwiatkowski's in danger here? Ooh, yeah, I would still, I would stick to what I was saying last week. I still think that um, he should be. Now it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I wonder, I wonder where on the totem pole that is for Sark, uh, because. I mean, we're almost to December. The first signing day is about to happen. And with the shakeup that just happened uh, in the Big 12, this signing day, I would say, plus the transfer portal, but really the signing day got a lot different. And so I wonder where uh, that will fall on his list. Uh, but I do think it should be pretty high. I mean, I, I, I honestly believe that the best player that's going to come out of this, out of this defense uh, next year is going to be Jalen Ford I mean he's kind of shown that he's gonna probably be that guy and he's been pretty consistent uh David Benda love him out of Cinco Ranch he was a great high school player and he's got great talent and everything uh I would like him to have more consistent games but I'm excited to see what these two guys uh, bring to the table especially Jalen Ford and so I wonder to me uh if I don't I had they have scored probably 35, 40 points, I mean, this probably would have been on the top of the list for Stark. But I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't. It, it's so tough to tell. It's so tough to tell because it's the first year, and I. But I do think that Sark's job could definitely be in danger if he doesn't make a change at the defensive spot. Quite honestly, because that could easily lose him his job. But yeah, no, I think that. I still think he's in trouble. I mean, I do. I don't think that... I mean, Deuce Vaughn still ran 140 yards. I mean, it's not like they did amazing. So, yeah, I'd still say that he's in trouble. I know who... You know who's really in trouble? Strength and conditioning coach. That, once again... Oh, my God. Injuries. 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 I'm so sick of it. And literally, you see Caleb Williams getting smacked yeah. by Oklahoma State, and he just pops right back up. And I'm like, no, nah, there's something wrong here. Why are we getting hurt so much? So... Um, definitely look for that. But uh, moving on to the offense here, um, 
Casey Thompson and probably his final game as quarterback at the <laughs> University of Texas because there ain't no way he's winning the job next year. Uh, 17 of 23 for 170 yards, one touchdown, one interception, average. Meh. 79, 79 yeah, quarterback rating. Pretty normal. You know, that's you, Casey Thompson is you are we are you are what you got and that's what he's got. I that mean, was called that was called a, straight coasting. That was what he was. He was just coasting. he was yeah, going through the numbers. Though I mean, going through the motions. He was going through the motions the entire game. There was nothing glamorous or awful about that game. It was just you're right, straight mediocrity, just average. And uh, as far as the rushing game goes, Roshan showing that he's got some left in the tank here for he's got one more year, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's yeah. He's one more year, 31 carries for 179 yards. Why didn't we give Bijan 31 carries every game? What what were we doing? Well, we Sorry. did. I guess to be fair, we did have. Maybe I should. I mean, we had. We had. Oh, oh, you said Bijan. I thought you said Roshan. Never mind. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, why? Why are we running the ball now when Bijan's not? Like, I don't get it. Like, stop. If you're trying to save his legs, stop it. Let the let the horse run. Horse ain't gonna do nothing if he's cooped up in the stable. So, but good for Roshan. Thirty-one carries, hundred seventy-nine yards, and a touchdown. Um, Keelan Robinson, you know, got some playing time too. Nine carries. Um, I want to see more of him next year. Uh, I think there's a three-headed monster in that running back room, and I think you need to find a way to pl- platoon them or something. I don't know because you can get a lot out of those three guys, especially if the offensive line improves. Um, which, you know, I'll give them a quick shout-out. How many sacks did they give up? One sack. That's, you know, once again, another good – now they're giving up one sack a game. Yeah, like, they where was this against Oklahoma, guys? Like, maybe maybe, they, maybe they're turning around. Um, I know Tope Imade, he went to Bowie with me. Um, he shouted out Kyle Flood in his little going-away thing. We're not friends. We're acquaintances. Uh-huh. So but, if I say, uh, hey, yo – I do a podcast with Joe Scanlon. Do you do you know him? Would he say yes? Yeah. He, oh, yeah, he would he'd say he knows me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he'd say he knows cool. Me, yeah. Sweet. No, he's famous. a really cool guy. He's a really cool guy. No, he's he's awesome. No, he's a good guy. And um, I wish he got to play more. He's he's a big dude. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna blame that on Charlie. He was there when Charlie was there. He's Oof. been there a while. Six years. Jeez. Six years. He, I love his going away, his going away post. He said, "Sark's the guy, you know." And who's who better than mm-hmm. someone on the inside to know if Sark's really the guy? It's like we can all speculate and you know talk crap, but you know the players, if the players that were here for Charlie and here for Tom are saying Sark's the guy, I think Sark's gonna be the guy. Just give him some time, folks. Um, but yeah, no Tope, you know, and that offensive line, you know, I've played great. Um, the, the last couple of games. So I'm thinking things are starting to turn around for them. I think a good off season here, a good strength and conditioning program. They, I think it's going to be a lot better next year. Um, and I, I don't know what you see from that, but I think, I think things are looking up as far as uh, the line goes. Well, it's, it's, it's definitely promising that they had uh, two really solid games back to back. I mean, after having, Oh, a couple of months, maybe a few months of just pretty much abysmal performances and uh, really non-existence. They were able to come together at the end and uh, put together two solid games. And uh, that's exactly what you're looking for going into the offseason. And they did that. And shout out to uh, Rojo for getting uh, really honestly probably having a career day. Well, he did, but like having just a career day as a player yeah. overall. Uh that kid, and they talked about it. We, I had tweeted it out 
Uh, and then I think Sark actually ended up talking about it the same way in the press conference earlier that, or earlier later, uh, that there's not really many players like uh, Roshan Johnson on this team. I mean, that guy came in as a quarterback, a highly recruited quarterback, yeah. and uh, instantly... Five-star. Yeah, instantly Tom had changed him to a running back position, and he was one of those guys that says, it's okay. He's like, I just want to win. I want to help the team. And, I mean, he has fully embraced that role and has become, like, one of the better players for this team and one of the most reliable players for this team. And Sark said in the conference that... Uh, everybody needs number two on their squad. And you could really tell that they were really happy for him. I would have loved to see Killian Robinson get some more. Uh, Killian Robinson, sorry, uh, get more runs. Uh, it's all good. Roshan was having a great day. I don't mind that. I just love Robinson's play. I'm excited to see uh, what he can do if he chooses to return. And I, uh, I, I, Really, overall, I mean, and Xavier Worthy. I he only had six receptions and sixty-five yards, but once again, this dude makes some crazy catches and some. You can tell he is probably the most athletic person outside of Bijan, not just on the team, but on the field at one time when he's playing against the other team. So, uh, I really, I just really like what I'm seeing out of him. He could have easily fallen off uh, in the middle, the middle of the season. Could have had a really hot two, three games, but I mean, the entire season he's been really good. But I think the best thing to say is give credit to the O-line and Roshan. I mean, those guys really came to play. And it was just nice to see after two weeks, Joe, really, of, I would say, what looked like effortless playing. I mean, these guys looked like they at least cared enough. And maybe that was senior day doing that. But, like, it looked like these guys really kind of wanted to, like, be out there and win the game and really wanted to play where it didn't look like that the past two times. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think there was a lot more effort, and I think they did want to win for the seniors. So you know, and they did get the win, folks. Twenty-two seventeen, Texas wins. Um, last thing I'll say about this, um, it's very clear we need a quarterback. It's rough. It's extremely clear. It's extremely clear we need a quarterback because <laughs> I was with pretty the way, with. Well, no, with the way with the way our receivers have caught the ball, Xavier were the mm-hmm. you know. Best freshman in the nation, in my opinion. Um, oh, hands. Oh, yeah. Statistically, too. I mean, you can't even. You... Bijan and Ro- Bijan, Roshan and Keelan in the backfield. Yeah. The offensive line playing stellar the last two games, and we put up twenty-two points. Yeah, no. Overthrows Where does again. It start. Where does it start? It starts with the quarterback. So. Here's, I don't know what we're going to do with transfer portal stuff, but I would be going, I would, you know what? People are saying Adrian Martinez might be leaving Nebraska. Oh God. Okay, I think Adrian Martinez out. would fit it. <laughs> well, how, okay, okay, okay. How good? Think about him on with a scale, Sark. On, think a scale about of, him with on a scale of, diff, uh, how much better is he compared to Casey and Hudson? Like, what is that scale? I mean, is he that significantly better? I mean, come on. I... I don't know. How much better is he? How, he how, shows, many, how many more wins could he easily get? What, two? Okay, yeah, you're probably right. Probably two. But what other quarterbacks transferring that would maybe come here? Spence. Okay, go. Shut up. Shut <laughs> I up. I don't know what you're telling Spence is going to, Spence is going to Southern Cali, bro. Yeah, that's uh, – oh, yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's going to – oh, Lord. I mean I, – <laughs> I mean, time. Will, I don't. Maybe, hey, maybe Caleb. Maybe Caleb Williams will transfer too. Maybe he'll. Uh, maybe he'll decide to leave, and then we can uh, scoop him up. I, I. I'm not quite. I don't. I don't know where Texas can go. And I mean, 
I'll look, I'll look that up while we're talking about our other stuff because that is an interesting thing because I'm not quite sure exactly. Because the thing is, is that, I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks right now that, like, I mean, I don't, I'd have to look. But I was kind of, I was pretty bummed out that we didn't see a Ben, or no, we did. Well, we kind of did. We saw a Ben Ballard sighting, but he didn't play quarterback. He kind of just lined up in the wide receiver slot. Yeah. I really, I really wanted Mister Sixteen to to get some snaps, man. I mean, why not? I mean, last game of the season, Casey Hudson haven't really shown you anything the last, uh, really last four months. I mean, yeah, get get some Ben Ballard, Charles Wright, man. Yeah. We didn't see Charles. Get some Charles Wright. Get some Ben Ballard in there. Let's throw some balls around. I mean, let's do some crazy flea flickers. Let's like, I was really disappointed that we didn't see either of those <laughs> two guys. And uh, I think though that honestly, like, if you don't. Okay, let's take Casey. Let's improve Casey just a little bit. If Casey Thompson is just a tad bit better, we probably win six, seven games. I mean, I would, I would say. I mean, yeah, I think I don't think I, I don't think the talent around the the quarterback is that bad that uh, that even a good quarterback couldn't do it. No, I I, I think that. The talent is good enough to win. You're right. It's the it's it's a quarterback issue just from the start. And seventeen of twenty three is cool, but half of those are not really. I mean, they're I mean they're a little cheap, you know, dink and dunk passes. I mean, they're nothing crazy. And so, uh, I this will honestly, Joe. This is probably I. I know the defense is a big deal, and so is the O line and everything. But man, for me right now, I mean, this has got to be your number one priority going into the off season yeah. because I, yeah, you get, you, you're going to get some good recruits coming in, but like, can you wait on them? I mean, like not everybody's going to be the, the freshman that comes out and just does what these guys, at, yeah, does what these guys in Bama and Georgia are doing and stuff like that. Uh, it might take time. You don't know. I mean, do you wait around for that or do you really push hard for transfer portal? Those are, I mean, this is going to be one of the tougher off seasons that, Texas has had in a while just because there's so many ways you can go about this and uh, so many people, so many faces are going to change. And I'm curious to see yeah. that Steve, what Steve is going to do, but I do think Steve is one of the best in finding the guys that he, he feels can fit the system. Uh, if Tom was in charge of this or definitely Charlie, I don't know how good I'd feel. I agree. I, I want you to look up a couple quarterbacks that might be able because because I'll give you my reasoning on Adrian Martinez once you look him up. But real quick, so our final predictions of the season are crazy predictions. You said Charles Wright plays and scores a rushing TD. That oh, see, I'm so that mad. Didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> now, my, mine said defense holds KSU under 300 yards. Can I get a drum roll? Can I get a drum roll? Do they really? The defense gave up 65 yards passing. They also gave up 228 yards rushing Ooh. for a combined Ooh. 293 yards. We Defense, finally you got did it. one. You we... did it. We got one. We got one. It took one. us all year we long, did but it. we got it. We got the crazy prediction. We did it. Oh, we did it. Gosh. And then we both were wrong. We said Kansas State would win like 35-21, 34-21. Texas wins. Let's go, Bucks. Uh And... Uh, yeah. One, uh, wow. One final point wow. to this, uh, to put a stamp on the recap. With all that being said, this has got this was probably the most high school kind of game I think I've watched in a long time. No oh, disrespect. Brother. They're college players, I get it. 
But come, I mean, that was the most high schoolish game I think I've watched in quite some time. It just felt like I was watching two teams from, I don't know, the middle of like, you know, West Virginia play. Just two high school teams. I mean, it was just so whatever. I don't know, it didn't matter if we won, lost. I mean, we played good, but it was such a high schoolish kind of feel. And uh, the crowd definitely proved that because nobody showed up, unfortunately. No, they did not. That was an empty stadium. But, uh, yep, Texas wins the final game of the season. Go, Billy Bean. 5-7, and seven, we end the season. And let's move in to our little bit of a recap and grade. So, I'll go first, Creighton. My grade for the Texas Longhorns 2021 football season is A. D. Oh my god, he gave him some grace. He gave him some grace. Oh, you're too nice. I give oh. them I, I You played I, me all season long. What a what a tw- Oh my god. What a Alright, continue. Wow. Okay. It's a D it's a D it's a D for Dicker, because he was the best player on this team. I um, swear if you say, Oh, well, it's cause it was Sark's first year. Like, I'm like after all that. Well, well, through. no. I mean, I mean, it is. It was. I am giving Sark a little bit of a leeway because it isn't his, like we said all year. It isn't his guys. These guys Damn. can't run what he wants to run. So, like, if you if you are a general in your army and you tell your army to do something and they're like, we can't. Like, how are you going to win? You're not going to win. You got to just True. watch them get slaughtered, and that's kind of what we did there for six games. So, um, and that's why it's a D. Six-game losing streak, giving up a 21-point lead to Oklahoma, giving up a 14-point lead, I think, 21. No, was it 21 or 14? Anyways, to Oklahoma State, giving up another lead to Baylor, uh, getting blown out by Iowa State, uh, losing to Kansas, and then losing to West Virginia. You ain't getting more than a D out of me for that, man. That's – you know what? I It's so crazy to look back and – 38-18, you know, we beat Louisiana. Things were looking great. Hudson yeah. looked like the guy. And then we go and get smoked by the Razorbacks. Um, and everything from there, you know, kind of a little bit of a panic mode. Just, so, you know, oh, my God, you know. Arkansas ended up being better than we thought they were going to be. So, you know what? Yeah. I, I could kind of live with that loss. And then we, you know, smoke rice like we always do. And then we 70 points against Texas Tech. That's when I was like, mm-hmm. God, we're winning the whole thing. I thought, oh my god, we're going to go to the Big 12 Championship. Beat TCU, tough game on the road against Gary P. Curse oh, reverse. He's gone. Curse reverse. I love that episode. And then, you know, up 21 points against Oklahoma. Dude, everything was clicking in place. And then it we all were doing just so went good. off the rails so freaking fast. <laughs> Caleb Williams broke Texas football. That's the tweets I saw, but... <laughs> yeah, it's six straight losses. You can't, you can't, you can't sugarcoat that. The only thing you can say is yes, Sark's first year, not his guys. Not they aren't able to run the the scheming, the the plays he wants to do. Um, defense, I don't know what Quickowski was doing most of the time. The third downs and not pressing up on the line when it's third and short kind of pissed me off. Um, but yeah, nope. That's that's why I give this team a D. I think you know there is there was a little bit of promise, and then they just ripped their hearts out. So uh, yeah, man, that's, that's my grade. What I'll do you, tell you, what, you give them? Grade? They're very lucky you gave them a D. What a 
What a what a great score. What a that's very generous of you, man. I mean, what are you gonna do if they go? What if they go six and six next year? What would you give them at that point? F. Oh, okay. At least you're there. You go. We're getting somewhere. Um. Okay, I will give you this. It is it is hard to grade uh, this team in a way because it was Sark's first year, and we did. Uh, I guess hype. A lot of injuries too. A lot of injuries too. Yeah, let's, let's not we did that, have yeah we had a lot of injuries. I want to I want to say we hyped, but I but I do think it was fair. Um, this Texas team is not like it's not like we're hyping up a bunch of guys that aren't good at what they do. I mean, these guys are the most talented in their states, so they should, by letter of the law, be able to play and win games. Uh, you're you're right. The uh, Louisiana game, I still consider a great win because Louisiana is eleven and one still. Those guys did not lose the game after we after they lost to us. Uh, so it's not like they fell off. They beat everybody on their schedule, and they're about to play Appalachian State in the championship game. Arkansas clearly has a pretty stout defense for what we thought they would have. Um, those guys had made they made a major improvement in one year. Uh, so props to them. I mean, they could have easily uh, been a lot worse. I mean, we could have lost to them, and then they could have lost like five or six games. But they only lost they lost four games, which is significantly better than what they've been doing. And they're actually ranked, Joe. So. I thought those were two great wins, and now I'm starting to realize maybe we shouldn't do this recap because my heart hurts now, realizing how good we <laughs> how good we were doing as I'm just looking at these scores. Yeah, the can the uh, the Rice game, uh, they handled their business, which was nice, and they handled it exceedingly well, 58 to zero. We haven't seen a shutout in quite some time, and that's when the offense started clicking. 58, and then 70 points against Texas Tech, which everyone was like, "Oh my God, here we go." They reversed the curse against TCU, which was a massive deal at the time. I mean, it was hard to win that game. And Tom Herman and Charlie Strong both really failed at that after all these years, especially Tom Herman. And you thought surely after that, you I mean, you might not beat Oklahoma, but hey, we're going to have a chance to be there in the end. Then you go to OU. You do really great the first two and a half quarters, quite honestly. And then you clearly did not game plan for a backup quarterback that uh, continues to play to this day. But I think, honestly, Caleb Williams, if you ask me, caught lightning in a bottle. I mean, I think he's good, but I think the past two the past two weeks have shown that uh, he's got a lot of room to grow. I don't think that the notion of him having a Heisman candidacy uh, spot, you know, having a Heisman type season is justified. I think that's bogus. And the train fell off. You're right. I mean, that's that's the story right here. Oki State, Baylor, ISU, Kansas, West Virginia. So with that being said, uh, losing six in a row and the way they did, losing to Kansas, uh, I saw about three or four games where I thought that Texas really wasn't showing much heart and it didn't look like the players really, uh, I don't want to say cared, but, man, they just kind of were just like whatever. Uh and knowing what Sark can do, and the I think the biggest thing for me is the fact that I didn't see much improvement anywhere this year, and for that reason, I'm going to give it an F. I know that's a little hard because it's the first year. Uh, wow. And, and, and I might, yeah, my let, honestly, my letter grade changes if you go six and six. Because I think, I think getting yeah, a bowl game, I think getting a bowl game in your first year, to me, is, uh, 
I think that's fair. I'd be like, okay, um, you know, not your guys, but you still made it to the bowl game. I know you're not. It's not the best. You're six and six, but you still found a way to get in. These guys had to. These guys really had to fight to get to that point, and I just, I just didn't. I didn't like. I there was times where Steve Sarkeesian was doing stuff at the end of the season. Granted, okay, if I had to split it up, Joe, I mean, between from the Louisiana TCU game, I'd probably give this team like an A minus, quite honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? That's how bad the second half of the season was. I mean, all the second half of the season brings it all the way down to an F for me because there was things Steve was doing in these six losses that I was just like, what do you? I mean, what is the point of that? So I'm going to give this team an F, uh, and I think and that is not to say that I know that my expectation, or I, I had picked them to only lose one game, as they rightfully have the talent to do so, but I think the expectation would at least to have been a bowl game, and they didn't do that. So to me... They fell, but I, I do believe that this team is going to uh, exceedingly pass that next year. I don't think that they're going to be rock bottom again. Uh, no way that they'll probably be five and seven. So there's up there's upsides to this. I just I just think that this first season upsides. first season was a failure given everything that Steve himself was gearing up for. I mean, all gas, no brakes. That kind of just went out the window. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't get a hat with that on. Shirts are um, still not on sale, actually. Shirts are still not on sale. I checked today. Wow, it, I was going to get some. They're still, they're still rocking it hard. <laughs> so, don't know why. So, yeah, no, Texas finished fourth from the bottom of the Big 12. Um, you know, Kansas, one and eight in the conference. That's bad, man. Like, there's Kansas something to be said about that. in the conference. I wonder who the one was against. Like, that. There, I mean, like, why? Why? Like why? Like that? You should yeah. be the one, the two teams that should have the easiest time, and you're one of them. I don't understand that stuff. Like that's 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 f f material to me. And I mean, yeah, no, that's and fair. the fact that it had the way it happened. I mean, they were getting beat. It wasn't like they they came all the way back. But let's let's be real. Like that team was getting beat hard for a pretty long time in that game by Kansas. Yeah, yeah. So all right, well. You look at the quarterbacks. What kind of quarterbacks we got in the transfer? Dylan Gabriel is the the one that really. Uh, he's also number one on the list, but he's going to be the top recruit for almost any school, especially Texas. Dylan Gabriel is junior out of UCF, the 2017 national championships. Anyway, um, <laughs> national championships, national champions, and uh, he he is going to be transferring. I wonder where. I wonder if his heart lies with the Longhorns at all. Uh, Good, cool story about him, Joe. He was a three-star quarterback uh, coming out of high school. He was out of Hawaii, and he's one of those guys that took a three-star, kind of like Sam. Sam was a four, but just took his took his ranking and made the best out of it. I mean, this guy is thrown for over three thousand yards in two seasons, seventy touchdowns. I mean, he's a, he's a very good player. He just doesn't have a lot around him. I think that this will be one of the quarterbacks that Texas really goes hard for, probably number one, honestly, because this this is that just like we talked about with the O line, Joe, like that kind of like experienced quarterback situation. This would be your dude. I mean, that like this guy, if you want to win now, I mean, this is one of those guys. And then okay, Miles Brennan from LSU, who oh, just beat okay. the Aggies. Come on over. Any, anybody that anybody that beats the Aggies is a friend of ours. Uh, I don't know about Miles Brennan. He's all right. I think he's fine. Uh, 
those are the two that we can that I can tell you that are actually in the portal. And then the speculations, obviously, Martinez and Spencer Rattler are the next up in line. So honestly, I do think that Sarkeesian can grab one of those guys. I don't think that he, I, especially the way that Lincoln Riley has now left, I don't think that uh, it's going to be honestly as hard for Steve Sarkeesian. So I would get no. one of those guys. I, I, I think that the transfer portal well, is is there for him to do. I don't think you have to rely on one of your recruits. Yeah, well, oh, you looks like they're pretty set with Caleb Williams, so they're not going to be looking at the transfer portal. Unless he leaves, too. Then then they're going to be screwed. Oh, yeah, unless he bounces, um, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, no, and here's why I say Martinez. Um, he's going to be the placeholder for Malik Murphy, or, hey, hopefully Arch Manning. Um, oh, yeah, you forget about a him. Veteran, a veteran guy who can bridge the gap between what we just had and what could be with Malik Murphy. He's a veteran. He's been in the league long enough. The league. The NCAA long enough. He knows what he's doing. Like, he's he makes... Yeah, he he's turnover prone. But when he... Ma- like, there's some times when he's electric. He can make stuff happen. And, you know, part of me wonders if it's... A lot of it's play calling. Scott Frost sucks, if we're being... I mean, honest. let's be real. It's the, It's the same thing. These some of these guys can't coach the big boys, and that's fine. But we need to just admit it. <laughs> and I'm I fully I I believe it. I mean, it's just what it is. So, so honestly, I could see. I mean, now there are other rumors. He goes to Fresno. Good boy, have Fresno, fun. So, I, I mean, if that's yeah. really where you want to go, more power to you. Yeah, I, I don't know, but like I think he'd I think he'd be a good fit with Texas. I think Sark would be able to take him. He's got he's got the skills. He's got the talent already. The, he just uh, needs a good coach. The other the other caveat is uh, last name that I forgot to mention just because it's so recent. Uh, Jack Miller out of Ohio State is now in the transfer oh. portal, and what's intriguing about him? Uh, first off, he's a four star. Uh, let me look where he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's from Scottsdale, Arizona, and uh, he is a pro style quarterback. But the thing about him, not only is he pro style, Joe, he is one of those quarterbacks where if you had to design one. He is your stereotypical guy, 6'4", 210. I mean, he is that kind of guy. So I he hasn't played a lot or anything like that, but he is definitely going to be a hot commodity for somebody to take an experiment on. And at this point, you got to think if if uh, someone's coming from Ohio State as a quarterback, I mean, the tell of the tape is pretty fair. I mean, most of those guys have been pretty good. You know, like it's not like they, they haven't they haven't gotten many busts. So. I think that that will be one that Texas should look at, uh, just because of he's that kind of he fits that mold as one of those quarterbacks that's going to work really well in college, kind of like Trevor Lawrence. Not that he's anything near the talent level, but he's got the same physique and makeup and whatnot. And so, and it'd be kind of cool to see a pro style quarterback uh, in Texas. However, I personally like the dual threat, but with Hudson Card, you can see how well that's how, how well that's uh, working out. So. Yeah, exactly. Also, no, don't count Quinn yours. Don't count out Quinn. Oh, you know what? Somebody else on Twitter said he was dumb for going to Ohio State. <laughs> Somebody else was like, "Why would you ever do that?" I go, "Yes." I was like, "I, I, I." We were right. Yes. yes. Uh, oh boy, maybe Quinn will come back. Maybe honestly, don't honestly want him at this no, point. Joe. Like that's if you think about. I mean, come on. C.J. Stroud just threw for four hundred yards in the in the game. I mean, like there's gonna be. In the time. snow. Yeah, it's going to be a long time before Quinn Ewers gets to touch that ball. So, 
if I'm him, I'm a five-star. He's getting paid millions right now because of these endorsement deals. This dude's got to get on the field. Why would you not transfer? Come back. We'll take you. We'll take you. I mean, seriously. Yeah. yeah well, exactly. Exactly. So, all right. Let's leave Texas football behind for a sec. We got some other Big 12 news. Big Big 12 news that happened today. Uh, Lincoln Riley, you know, Oklahoma just lost Bedlam to Oklahoma State. Um God, that was so nice to see. Man, what a hey, game. Props to that. What was it? Oliver? Olive, Olive, oh. What was his guy? <laughs> that, um, man, yes. that man crawled on his belly to it, sack Caleb uh, Williams uh, on fourth down. Oliver was. That the man fr- did yeah. not give up. So, I, I mean, he was. Oliver. Oh, I got it. I got it. Call Colin Oliver. Colin <laughs> Oliver. My God. That Look that kid, kid is a oh, hero. Man. We I love I love him. I love him. That's the heart, because honestly, I was ready for Caleb Williams to just scramble out of there and make a play. Because when oh, he ran that ball fifty something yards, every I was, Texas Jesus fan Christ, had flashbacks. <laughs> flashbacks and just here we go again, sooner magic. You know, pulling it out by the skin of their teeth, and finally, for once, it didn't work. And finally, for once, they didn't get a call. For the love of Christ, yeah, I'm no so kidding. like God. Watching the Sooner fans get upset about the missed PI call, I'm just like, wow. Now you know what it feels like. Do you remember Iowa State a few years ago? <laughs> yeah, that's what it freaking feel felt like. Okay, because there definitely was PI on that two point conversion in Norman. Oh, that that one. Yeah, that one grave. was way that one more was so bad. Yeah, that no, one was way no more obvious. Yeah, there was there was PI. So shut up, Sooner fans. And take it, okay. Uh, now they, they come off that loss, and Lincoln Riley goes, point blank, I'm not the next coach at LSU. What a clever guy. Let's just get it out. Let's just, what a let's clever just, guy. Like, these these coaches, man, they know it. I mean, like, they're very I'm not the, I'm not the next so coach sneaky. at LSU, and we go, <laughs> we go, we go, okay, all right, that's fair. That's fair, not the next coach. Boom, Lincoln Riley heading to the University of Southern California, announced the very next day, he was right. He's not the next coach at LSU because he's the next coach of the Trojans. And boy, are the Sooner fans mad. They are so mad. And and the rumor is that this has been in the works for months. Oh, and hands down. And, it's had to. And, for, and, for, and people have noticed his play calling has gotten really shaky over the last few weeks. And like forgetting Kennedy Brooks existed and when he's a really good running back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you wonder, did he just not care anymore? Because he's heading to sunny Southern California where there's beaches and babes and money. So <laughs> it makes you wonder. But, uh, yeah, he's gone. He can take his brisket with him. You're uh, right. I mean, he can, he can definitely. The, it will not that, be missed. That, whatever the hell that was. It was a uh, – it looked like <laughs> and, one of those, uh, you know, so those he, he, fossil things from back in the day, those – those. Oh, par- oh, yeah, the fossil, yeah. The parasite fossil, that's what it looked like anyway. Yeah, it looks like one of those parasite fossils you can dig up at the uh, dinosaur museum. <laughs> uh, so in a statement today, he said, leaving OU is probably the most difficult decision of my life. OU is one of the best college football programs in the country, and it has been forever. This was a personal decision solely based on my willingness to go take on a new challenge. I felt like it was the right opportunity for me and my family to do that. A.K.A. I don't want to live in Norman anymore. I'm going mm-hmm. to L.A., man. Mm-hmm. So, is that the first time is that going... the is that the first time the Sooners have gotten duped? I think so, because <laughs> I mean Stoops was Stoops 
Stoops coach with Switzer? Who was the coach after Switzer? Oh, I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't. I mean, I'm not sure off the top of my head. And fair point. That was a long time ago. I wasn't born. Or I was born, but I was young. I don't know. When was he? When was his last year? Stoops was like 2016. No, no, no. Before, before Stoops. Oh. It went Barry Switzer to 88, then Gary Gibbs, yeah. Howard Schnellenberger, and John Blake, who, yeah, those guys didn't really last very long. And then, yeah, you get Stoops and his, you know, ex, you know the national championship and whatnot. And then Lincoln Riley, you know, going to the playoffs, what, four times? Losing four times. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, no, I don't think anyone. I don't think the Sooners have been duped by anyone because Stoops yeah. just retired. You're right. He, he, retired. Kind of, he just he they just kind of parted ways. He he retired, and uh, everybody else. Like in terms of any kind of like players or just now adding players into that, uh, most of them go to the NFL. Not I don't think many. I don't think almost any have transferred that have been significant. I mean, Spencer Rattler would have been the first one, but he's not even in the portal yet. This is probably the first time that the Sooners have been blindsided, which is kind of uh, nice to have a taste of your own medicine. Yeah. Uh, the athletic director said when we met with the team today, I communicated to our players that our program is about them. It will always be bigger than any one person. Wow. They just – You think they? You think they're upset? I think, I think they might be upset. I wonder. I really think they might be – Upset. Apparently, Bob Stoops is still on the payroll for them too. So oh, he's yeah. now the interim. He is the interim coach and will coach in their bowl game. So is he really going to coach it? He's going. Oh, coach I thought that was all. Game. I thought that was all the joke. No, nope, he's going to coach in the bowl game. Gonna... He is going to coach in the bowl game. Um. Oh God, he's probably fired up. That dude is so energetic. He is going to <laughs> probably come back. I would not be surprised if they hire him full time. He 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 came out of retirement for the XFL. I mean, come on. <laughs> this man loves his football. I mean, big time. And uh, yeah, I, I it is. Uh, what I wonder if he. Oh man, did he? I, he surely had to have told the players, right? I mean, it just feels like it. Just it doesn't feel like one of those instances. No, though. I don't think he did. I think. See, that that's he, what I'm thinking because I, it doesn't I think feel the like that. The school told them. The school brought them together and stuff. And God. And also, also, also of note, Alex Grinch is leaving. So yeah, he yeah. was supposed to. He was supposed to make OU's defense so good, and they weren't even good at all. They weren't. They weren't very solid. So now, now for Texas, you know how big this is for Texas. Like these next few years are so crucial. We cannot. This is why now we cannot get rid of Sark. We have to stick with our guy. We Doors have to open. let him work. And we have to be – this is all on Sark here because this is where we can take back all the momentum Oklahoma has built up over these last 10 years. Take we can actually back. flip the tables because unless, well, unless they hire just a great head coach and a great defensive coordinator, they're going to be struggling. Yeah, I don't think they will. I mean – so Ven- Venables, Venables is on the short. Oh, list, he ain't gonna leave. He, if he wasn't gonna leave, for all the people out there right now, let me tell you something. If it, I, his name always comes up, it does. It always comes up, and he's well deserving of a head coach job. But if he didn't leave before, he's not gonna leave now. Clemson will do everything in their power to make sure he stays, and he loves Dabo Sweeney uh, and that coaching staff. And he is going to be probably the name that's on the number one uh, spot. And they're going to go hard at him. But I, I would be shocked. Now, never say never. I would be shocked, though, if he goes. Uh, that's more – fans are going to get really hopeful for that. But I just 
he he's had many he opportunities. Could he, he could come back as the DC though, if he wants to just stay DC and leave Clemson. Oklahoma wins a lot. They, Clemson they did, had, a, I mean, they, Clemson did only have one bad year, so I mean, yeah, I know, and that's true. But like, I'm just like, you know, it's just he loves that program so much and the players and whatnot. Now, if he left, I mean, okay, that's what it is. But like, I. He has had many opportunities to be a head coach over the past few years, and he's turned everyone down. And Clemson has done a really good job at matching every single offer, and they're going to do the same for Oklahoma if they come at him hard. Uh, so I think it's a great pursuit. I just don't know if it will actually happen. Uh, but I think this will be something that Oklahoma is going to have to be very careful about because just like Lincoln Riley has shown that maybe his best uh, – Caleb Williams is good, but – He's starting to teeter off a little bit. Maybe him recruiting quarterbacks, maybe he's not the the guru that we all thought he was, uh, you know. And what I mean by that is, you know, maybe Oklahoma, maybe they're not the best at getting uh, these new coaches. We'll see what they can do, you know. I mean, I know there's a lot of options, but, golly, I mean, everyone's so locked up Yeah, because right Lincoln, Lincoln Riley was with Stoops. Yeah. He was the offensive coordinator, wasn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go after Because who, who do you hire right now? Venables. Apparently, they're targeting Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, that ain't Why gonna, the hell would Cliff Kingsbury I, 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 leave Arizona right one. now? Yeah, if, if, oh, if Arizona was like 2-8 and eight right now, uh, or 2-9, yeah, maybe I could see him be oh, like, okay, I'm no. ready to come back, but... Oh no, Creighton! You know who's not doing so hot in the NFL? Who was a great college coach? Who? who might who might want to leave his team because they're not doing so? What hot. Matt Rule? No. Good good <laughs> good answer. Good answer, but no. Uh, name starts with the U. <laughs> Wait, hold on! I'm so caught up on the Matt Rule thing. Uh, not doing good. Oh, no, he's not. Okay, well, maybe he would. I don't know. He doesn't seem like he's having too much fun in Jacksonville. But I don't... I don't. That's right. We're talking about Urban Meyer, folks. We're talking about Urban Meyer. How bad would that be if we offered him, he turned us down, and then he went to Oklahoma? You know what? If he did that, I don't even know if I'd be upset, as more as just flat-out confused. I think at that. I think at that point, I'd be like, this dude is a basket case, man. I don't know what he wants anymore. I mean, he's so over the. Uh, I mean, I wonder. He's certain. He's probably going to get a call. Why would he not? I mean, he probably gets he's a call. Get a call. He gets a call for probably every college job there is. Uh, and, I mean, the reports say he's not having the best of times, but who knows? Maybe he's having enough fun to hey, want to stay. Could have fooled me from that bar. Could have fooled me from that bar. Yeah, for real, for real. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it looks like it looks like there. Jacksonville's treating him very nicely, and so. I mean, I... Well, that was back in Ohio, but yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Ohio, whatever. And uh, that would be that would be weird. That would be interesting. I think it'll be interesting. I, I wonder if I could see Oklahoma trying to go for some new guy here. And I kind of hope they do because we've done the same thing two times in a row and it didn't work out. Oh, that'd be so nice to see it not work out. Oh, that'd be so beautiful. Because who did Florida just grab from Louisville? What's his name? Napier. Yes. No, not Louisville. Louisiana. Thank you, Louisiana. He just got him, and I wonder if that's going to work out kind of thing. So, like, it yeah. looks like that is such a big trend to go grab these coaches, and I I guess that's the, like, 
the way the pecking order works, man. Yeah. But I just don't believe in that whole I, thing. And I, I, will I, say, and I, I will say, um, I will say, watch out for Dave Aranda. He might, he's gonna. Be oh yeah, too. he's yeah. I mean, I would I would give him another two years. But yeah, I mean, Oklahoma is going to is going to go at these guys. I wonder if they'll snag somebody from the Big Twelve. I mean, does Gary Patterson look at that job a little bit? I don't know. Uh, Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell, does he? Uh, yeah, actually, I think a lot of Oklahoma fans want Matt Campbell. I've seen that a lot uh, over the past like few hours. Uh, if Matt Campbell leaves the program he built, if he leaves his baby for Oklahoma, he is just a dirty, rotten bastard. I'm sorry. And I, I wish they would <laughs> never forgive him. They will never forgive him, ever. Yeah, it's going to be – this is this is like prime – and my question to you for the – for uh, Texas, now I get it. It's all about money, all that jazz. So let's put that aside for a second, and just just think about Texas moving to the SEC. Does this, in any way, affect what year Texas moves into the SEC? Because now, you don't have Lincoln Riley. Texas and Steve Sarkeesian are going to obviously be the number one landing spot uh, for at least the next two or three years for most recruits wanting to go into the Big 12 because Oklahoma is now basically going to have to figure themselves out. Does Texas say, you know, let's just wait till 2025 and let's get some stuff under us. Let's get our feet from, you know, and let's be the dominant recruiting, you know, uh, force in the Big 12 opposed to instantly going to the SEC and now we have to just compete again against Alabama and Georgia and all these guys for these recruits. Texas is now a top dog. I like it. I think they should. They should stay a little bit and, you know, get their feet under them and have a couple good seasons in the Big 12 and then leave. Because, um, yeah, if they play this right, Texas is now the top dog. I know it's crazy to say because we just went 5-7, and seven, but I really believe in Sarkeesian. I do. And I think if he pulls in the right guys, I think this team could be competing for a Big 12 championship next year. Now, am I drinking the Kool-Aid? Probably. We're going to probably drink the Kool-Aid again next year. But but the oh, fact yeah. that Oklahoma has just suffered such a blow. They lost four recruits today. After that's the a Riley big deal. Like, I mean, and that's a big are, deal. They are reeling. They are reeling. And this is the time you attack. So, yeah, no, I'd say stay. Stay a couple years. Yeah, it's not like, like when we say all this stuff, it's not like – Lincoln left and nothing has happened. I mean, instantly, moments after. I mean, the whole program is starting to lose guys and guys are transferring and stuff like that. I mean, it is changing. And I uh, I think that that is a massive deal for Steve in this uh, Texas, Texas squad because now they can, I mean, you can flat up say, hey, Oklahoma right now is searching and we uh, we got something building right now. And uh, what side do you want to be on to that? You don't know how good Oklahoma is going to be because Lincoln Riley, the offensive guru, is no longer there. So why not come to us? I think that's going to be a huge leverage point for Texas. And to Lincoln's credit, I know a lot of people are giving him a lot of uh, crap for leaving, but I mean – to me, this is a no-brainer, quite honestly. Going to SC, uh, I get Oklahoma is a great winning school. They win a lot. But let's be real. Even though USC does is not in their best shape right now, those guys have everything better than Oklahoma does in terms of uh, tentacles uh, for recruiting, facilities, location, uh, 
all this jazz. I mean, it is hands down. You lived in Oklahoma. I mean, it, is, it doesn't matter where you live in Oklahoma. Yeah, it sucks. I, it, California is hands down better than any Norman or anything. So if I'm Lincoln, I mean, this is a no-brainer to me. I mean, he's going to have some of the best facilities in the entire country. Nor Oklahoma is a great program, but in terms of where they are on the facility totem pole, USC trumps them. And now he is going to have an opportunity to display a very high-powered offense in uh, a region that really loves the flashy, glamour uh, college football that is uh, – USC. And so I think it was just a perfect fit for him. Perfect timing. Now they're going to have a God awful defense. So get ready SC fans. It's not going to be pretty, but I don't think he should be faulted for doing this. Now he should have told his players obviously, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. No. All right. Well, Hey, that'll do it for another edition of the Bevo boys. Uh, yep. Texas wins the final game of the season. We made it to the end of the season. We're going to move now into basketball here in these next, uh, episodes. Um, that's a wrap on Texas football. I can't, you know, we didn't make a bowl how, game. That really sucks. How, but, can you, you know, believe it? Over. We don't, we didn't make a bowl game. This is it. This is the second time in what, five years that we have finished football before December. It is an awful feeling, but I hope the, yeah. I hope the players it remember sucks. this and they continue forward, you know, and I mean, what a heck of a year, Joe. I mean, what have we what? have been through the yeah. ringer? I mean, we have been through the ringer, but that's that's usually just how Texas football has been the last ten and years. And we'll so, be right uh, here in March, hyping them up again. We, oh, right here, right here, <laughs> hyping them up, drinking the Kool Aid as always, because we love our horns. We always will. The horns will always stay up, no matter what. Um, and we'll just have to wait and see what happens next year. I think Sark's the guy. That's my last thing. That's the last thing I'm gonna say about Texas football for now. Sark's the guy. And uh, we'll have to see with signing day who we pick up and stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, let's let's move into basketball and uh, adios, Lincoln Rally. It was I'd say I'd say it'd be nice, you know. It it, it was a, it was a good time, but it wasn't. I hate you. So goodbye. Have fun in Southern California. Uh, that'll do it for another edition of the Bevo Boys. We'll see you guys again next Monday. But until then, always remember the eyes of Texas are upon you and hope. You.